listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 210. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the... How many coffees so far this morning, John Brownstone? Three. Eh, not bad. No, that's You're average. just getting started. Yeah, you know, warmed a up. A lot of day ahead of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. This week, we're talking about being friends before you get into a DS relationship with someone. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream this episode every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big shout out as always to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, If you'd like access to more of us and this thing we do and even some more content and to give your input on what we do in the future and sneak peeks and, 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 and you can get all of that by becoming a (laughs) proud cricket over at Cricket Corner. Patreon.com slash Kaylords. You can join for as little as $2 a month. Uh, Patreon.com slash Kaylords. And a quick... Side note for our patrons out there who need podcast updates, and we didn't do a podcast last week. Um, we did do our monthly patron-only live Q and A. Uh, the previous Saturday dates are hard. What was that? The fourth. The fifth. It was a day. Yeah, I don't know what day. day that was. And the tech went bad, so we are actually doing a redo on March 14th at 2 p.m. Eastern. And if you are a new patron, you can get in on that. If you are an existing patron, consider this one of your reminders. Um, But it is all at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. Okay, so our topic this week... Um, it's weird. I think we've talked about this in different ways over the years. We've, it's like a lot of topics we've been doing lately. We've mentioned it, but we just mm-hmm. haven't dedicated an episode to it. And quite frankly, it was inspired by a conversation we were having with one of our patrons and we do a, a Skype session at the top tier and they were talking to us about what's been going on in their life. And it was a follow-up from the month before. So we'd already had a little context and they were saying, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just enjoying being friends with these this person before I figure out if I want to do anything else before I even play. But And I was like, that's a show idea. So a shout out to that <laughs> proud cricket. Uh, she knows who she is. Okay, so disclaimers for all of this. We do not believe that every DS relationship should start as friends first. Uh, We do not believe that relationships that do not start that way will somehow be unhappy. We do not think that there's only one way to do any of it. It was just, it's a, we can relate to it because it's what Mm -hmm. we did. And so we can certainly see the benefit of it. It's kind of who we are all the way around per se. Right. I mean, I'm a big believer in... Uh, it doesn't to me. It doesn't really matter the the nature of a long term power exchange, whether it's romantic, sexual, or platonic. I feel like there has to be some level of friendship yeah. <laughs> underneath um, a mutual care and respect for the other person, and that to a certain extent is friendship. Now, what that what friendship means to people you know varies from person to person and relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. But I do think at the core, if you can be friends, whether you do it first or you develop that later. If you can be friends, then it's a lot easier to overcome the big stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I just want to inter- interrupt myself for a second and say, no, there are no uh, announcements this week. I didn't have it in me, so we're just getting right into it. For once, <laughs> I'm going to be concise. No, I'm not going to be concise. I'm not going to delay is what I mean. Um, so we'll just start out by saying, and we've talked about this before. Anybody who knows our origin story kind of knows this. Uh, we were friends. We were friends before we were Power Exchange. Yes. We were blog comment buddies. Mm-hmm. I would post a blog post, kaylalords.com. You would comment on it. Yes. You would usually make me laugh or smile. You would post something silly on your blog. I would comment on it. Mm-hmm. And we went back and forth. I don't know how long we did that for before uh, I before I reached out. Me. Which is not normal. It was uh, a good three weeks. Was it? Yeah. It felt like, it, when my memory is so bad, it, sometimes it feels like it was like half a second and sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like it was forever, but it yeah. was only about three weeks. It was about three weeks. And uh, you reached out with an email that said you really enjoyed the comments. And, yes, I was going know. through heartbreak. I'd been dumped by my former, my first and now former Dom. It was just, uh, it was yeah. uh, emotionally bleeding all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were, you know, you saying how you liked the comments and, you know, mm. some of my blog posts really made you laugh. And yeah, I don't you, know what possessed you, me you, to you do that. You didn't expect a reply and you didn't think you'd ever hear from me. A little passive aggressive thing going on. No, there. it was absolutely. <laughs> expectation (laughs) management i'm letting you know there is no pressure here you can think i'm this weird lady who randomly emailed you and ignore it and it's okay (laughs) what i find telling is that all these years later because that was december 23rd 2012 i don't know how i remember that but i do uh and you are quoting this at me I find that very telling is all I'm saying. Really? I find that very telling. <laughs> In what way? Clearly you've, does it mean you, did you immediately commit it to memory when you got it or have you read it multiple times? No. Either way, it says a lot. There's so, <laughs> there's so much there. Um, I have not read it a lot. Um, yeah, it was pretty much committed to memory from day one. Were you shocked? Yeah. 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 I'm not the type to start friendships. It's just... Trust issues, walls, I feel very awkward. Um, I'm an introvert, but I'm also anxious and socially anxious. So I am not the type to reach my hand out and go, hey, well, I mean, with COVID-19, we shouldn't be doing that. But still, (laughs) hey, I want to get to know you. And I was terrified. I mean, that's why I had all those caveats of how you could just ignore this. And I just wanted to let you know. That was, I didn't mean that to be passive aggressive. I was like, okay, please, I don't want to be too So you must have been really terrified when I replied. Oh my God, y'all. He replied. I feel like we're telling our origin story. And it's actually the origin story of our friendship. Because it started out very innocent. Because I was going through heartbreak. I was still shattered. I was not interested in a relationship. I was fucking around with the few guys that kind of I could tell from a distance oh they were not one they were not keepers they weren't allowed to meet my children but the dick would be good I was here for the dick (laughs) so (laughs) you were not in that category to me at that time like I do were so but I remember I was sitting on the um my living room floor of the townhouse I had gotten after my divorce I'm dealing with the first Christmas in you know years a single person um, I was, I think I was trying to put together a tricycle for the little one and I'm looking at my email going, and I can't tell anybody cause this is all under my super secret sex blog. So I can't tell my mom, I can't tell like my close vanilla friends. And I, my heart was like up here. Now <laughs> retrospect being what it was, I think it would be easy to clock it as, oh, y'all were totally into each other. 
but you, you know, but we, in my mind, those first few months, we were friends. We were friends. Yeah. And we were getting to know each other. And we did. And the thing is, is that we've talked about that before. We played 20 questions. We mm-hmm. asked this. We asked that. We, and it was after, <laughs> and we, I think we talked about this just a couple weeks ago. Um, when we were seriously talking about, you know, what it would mean if I met somebody else, since I knew I was submissive and I knew I wanted my partner to be a dominant and you were like, mm-hmm. well, they won't let you be friends with me. And I was ready to fight somebody <laughs> like, you know, but let's, so that's, we have in many, 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 many episodes. We've talked about that on some level. Yeah. Um, but the, the core of who we are was friendship. Yeah. And, and see to me that, especially as a dominant to me that that is something that's very important regardless of who it is even if it's just somebody that I'm I'm doing a, a scene with at the time I really like to be friends with them because to me you know scene wise it it gives me um a little bit of of a connection because when when I'm doing a scene with with somebody it's about getting inside them mm-hmm. and knowing them is more than just well okay yeah I like barehanded spankings yeah I like paddles I like crops I like this you you, you want to be able to get inside inside them mm. okay and as far as relationships go like with us you know, yes, we are 24-7 in our, in our DS, okay, as to what 24-7 means to us. But after the scenes, after the kinky fuckery, we're friends. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's more to it than, excuse me, than just the... Um, the kinkery and and the power exchange. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm thinking about it because for me, it is while it is difficult for me to make friends because I don't actually want to talk to anybody. Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, I need a any partner, any relationship I'm in. I need you to be my friend first because friendship is where I start to develop trust. Mm-hmm. Friendship is where I figure out, can you deal with my weirdness? I have quirks. I have moments. I say shit like, you know, are you going to laugh that off or join me? Or are you going to give me that blank stare and I'm going to hear pardon the podcast pun crickets in the background and mm-hmm. you're looking all confused. Um, and for me, I can't really develop, be a romantic or uh, sexual, yeah, sort of. But romantic, I can't develop a romantic relationship with somebody that I don't just genuinely like as a human being. And if you are my friend at whatever level, and there's levels of friendship, mm-hmm. I like you as a human being first. So that, you know, I'm the few people that I got to know or got close to based on like an immediate sexual attraction, that never lasted if the first thing I noticed about them was the sexual attraction. I'm not saying that's not how it is for everybody. That's that's me because it's just kind of how, not how I'm wired. I need a connection. Like the, the sex can be good, but if there's no anything beyond that, like I don't want to have a conversation with you, I, you can go now. 
I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I don't, in, but I don't enjoy that kind of thing. I actually missed out on probably the only one night stand I would ever actually have because I, that's what I was feeling. Dude was hot as fuck. <laughs> he was all up in me. I was ready to go. And then my brain went, you don't even like this dude. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you won't want anybody to know. And he is going to make sure everybody knows. Uh, and I stopped it right there. He was, a, he was a decent human being. He left it. He did text me to tell me that I would regret that. I would miss out. But that's how I'm wired because it's about, it's a level of trust. Now, when I'm your friend, I am a ride or die bitch. I have been walked the fuck over by people claiming to be my friends because I am, because it's a trust thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's once I, tr- once I trust you, we're at that level of friendship, then I'm loyal to a fucking fault, like to my own detriment. Um, I have uh, worked on those things over the years. Uh, it's a little bit why I'm I'm pulled back a lot with friendship because I mm-hmm. I know it takes a little bit longer for me to to feel like I'm in a deep friendship with somebody. Um, but yeah, I if I'm gonna spend time with you, if I'm going to let you see me naked, if I'm going to go, yes, daddy, what do you want? I gotta like you as a human being. And for me, that is about friendship. The other part of it for me is I love to laugh. I love, to, I have one of those, uh, y'all know, really obnoxious, loud, people turn from across the room to stare at me, laughs. Uh-huh. I am 40, y'all. It took me easily 36, 37 years to stop giving a fuck that my laugh does that, okay? Because I, lo- I, I, I tamped myself down for many, many years because I felt uh, people are paying attention to me and I'm, uh, they're giving me weird looks. Um, but I love to laugh. And if I'm with another human being that can crack me up, heaven. I'm in heaven. Now, it, it's got to be a lot of other things. It can't be just that one thing. So... Not only were you honest with me, not only were you just mm-hmm. a kind human being, John Brownstone is literally the nicest human being I have ever met in my life, ever. And I've met a few nice people, nicer, nicest. That's not love talking. That is like, I genuinely feel like an awful human being sometimes because <laughs> I'm not that nice. <laughs> so there were all those things that can set the groundwork for friendship, but it was when we would crack each other up. Mm. And even now, the reason, not that we haven't had moments where one or both of us have been like, oh my God, that scene was shit, or oh my God, this thing is really tough in our lives right now. But the thing I think that helps us is that we will find a point of mutual humor, either in situations or we'll kind of go outside the situation and bring each other back because we'll laugh and we'll tease and we want to laugh together. And that's that for me is part of friendship too, because the people I'm closest with I laugh so hard that tears are streaming or I'm making them laugh. Like that's a, a shared connection yeah. that I really enjoy. Um, and I think that that underlying friendship lets us get through some seriously tough times. Sure. So, you know, if we didn't have it first, it would have been, it, we wouldn't have probably, we wouldn't have been in a relationship because of how I'm wired. Okay. Like I find it, not that it happens frequently, probably less than five times in my whole life, but I find it very strange when somebody like comes up to me and wants to like be kind of forward with me in a, hey, I'm into you kind of way. Like I'm like, oh, stranger danger. But if you want to crack a joke from a few feet away, cause personal space and 
got three feet bubble here. <laughs> you want to crack a joke and I laugh or I crack a joke and you get the humor or I say something sarcastic and you get the humor. We talked about this. It's like my, my tells, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm interested in a conversation, but if you come out the gate, express an interest, sexual, romantic. Oh, you have, um, what, what are we, what? I don't know. No. Who are you? Stranger danger. Uh, <laughs> I know not everybody's like that. I know not everybody's like that. But I know I'm like that. Um, the the problem is sometimes I become really good friends with somebody and any sexual attraction I might have felt is gone because now I'm friends and all I can see is the friendship. Mm. That sucks because I'm like, they were really hot. Oh, now we're really, really close friends and I don't see them that way anymore. Fuck. <laughs> that really sucks. <laughs> so I'm very grateful that I did not have that happen with you. Like mm. the stronger the friendship became... The stronger the trust, the more yeah. I was willing to go. Hey, hey, wait, hey, wait. That dude's kind of, dude's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. and he wants to fuck me and spank me. Bonus sign, stars. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly can you get here? But it did take months, and part of that was denial. Yeah. But it did take yeah. literal mm-hmm. months for that. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. Now, I in talking to the person who um, inspired this topic in that conversation, mm-hmm. something that they said made sense to me. And it was that by focusing on making friends in their community before they were worried about looking for any sort of power exchange or whatever, mm-hmm. it took a lot of pressure off of them. Yeah. Because I think that when you go out into the kink community, you go to your local munch, maybe you log on to FetLife or you're in Twitter or wh- wherever you're meeting kinky people and you're doing it with the, I need to go find a dominant. I need to go find a submissive. I need a play partner. For some people that works really well. Like that, they do really well with that. But for mm-hmm. some of us, I think that it comes with certain pressures. Like if you don't find somebody, does that mean you'll never find somebody? Or, oh, this is the first person in two weeks to express any interest. Mm. I better go with that one because they're expressing interest. And I I can, I could not do that personally just because I'm not wired that way. But also, who needs that kind of pressure in your life? I don't want just anybody to dominate me not interested that's not fulfilling to me mm-hmm. somebody i trust somebody i care about somebody who i at least believe has ha, cares for me has my best interests at heart methods may vary you yeah. know views and values around that may vary but i at least believe that they you know give two shits mm-hmm. about me um and i think that when we rush into these things because we're somehow telling ourselves i have to have a dominant i have to have a submissive i have to have some kind of partner because i got these kinky urges I think that it's much easier at that point to overlook red flags and bad behavior and just the crap that otherwise you wouldn't put up with that from a a new friend that you're trying to make. They're trying to be friendly with you. You wouldn't put up with some of that, but some people will put up with not talking to them, uh, not replying in a timely manner, lying because they're so desperate for the relationship, for the power exchange. Well, you know what, what kind of did it for me, with you, mm-hmm. um, and I hope I have the term right. You know, in in there are a lot of people who, and I haven't heard it used in a, in a while, but um, for a long time I considered myself demisexual. Mm-hmm. Okay, there there has to be some kind of mental connection, mm-hmm. and I think I know it's not a word, but I'm going to make it a word right here now. Demikinkual. 
No, you just... <laughs> yeah. My writer brain is like, what have you done to the you're, English language? You're, you're, what is happening here? You're reeling here? right now, okay? Oh my God, yeah. that hurt my ears. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. But what, what got me is that you expressed a genuine interest in me. As a human being. As a human being. Mm -hmm. You wanted to know about me. You wanted to know how I like my coffee, <laughs> what my favorite drinks are, what my foods are, what shows I like. Your favorite type of cake was. I was very yeah. happy when you said chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you expressed a, a genuine interest in finding out who I am, mm -hmm. not only as a dominant, but as a person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was like... Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not used to having that, and I wasn't quite used to having that anymore either, it is, it's very nice. It's very like, oh, oh, you care about the thoughts rattling around in my head? And you're willing to sit here while I like let them out into the world? Yeah. In drips and drabs, nobody can handle that much all at once. Um, I'm looking at the live stream chat and, and mm -hmm. hi, Ignixia, by the way. Uh, should be seeing you next weekend. Um, uh, Nixia has a good point and it is something that I relate to even though I'm like I gotta be your friend first I absolutely relate to this she said um says I kind of prefer going into an attempt at relationships with uh, that being the intent being mm. on the a spectrum and having anxiety tends to lead to me being super oblivious to people flirting you gotta tell me or I'm just gonna assume you're just being nice friendship builds either way after that but I don't tend to look at my friends with potential to anything else and I actually, in some ways, can definitely relate. So first of all, if you're flirting mm -hmm. with me, baby, you better tell me because I will not know. Also, I might immediately be awkward because I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> People may have been flirting with me for the past 20 years. I wouldn't know. And if it, I find out now, I won't know what to do with that information. Um, and I do think that that's a good way to look at it. You can go in with the intent of this might be something. I mean, that's the reason yeah. dating sites exist. Hell, that's half of what fet life is. But I would, and I think Nixie gets it right. And obviously it's Nixie's perspective, so she is right automatically. But what I mean is in a broader sense, it is, I <laughs> yeah. agree yeah. that you can have the intent and then start at the friendship level. Um, the people I worry about most who are like, I just, I just need a partner. I just need a partner. I need a power exchange. And they'll take anybody with a pulse at that point. And that's when mm -hmm. there are issues. And I do, I want... From my personal perspective, I want somebody to be my friend, to be somebody I can see as that I have a, some level of friendship with, some level of camaraderie with yeah. before I get to anything else. Because, mm. but I also purposely don't, I've tried, I've tried to use some of the little, not the dating apps, like the, the main ones, but I've, you know, I've got an, uh, an account on Swing Towns and I've, I've yeah. tried to do, I think it's called Please Me, and there's another one they really want me to sign up for, and I'm trying, but it's just, I'm not wired that way. <laughs> I kind of, I think because you and I got lucky, it was very organic. It was. And so I feel very awkward when it's, okay, I'm using this app as a tool, which is what it is, and no shade to anybody who does. I totally understand mm -hmm. why people do it. But for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going into this app for the express purpose of finding a person and I'm just going to like pick them out of the pile. And I just, uh, or I'm waiting to be picked because I ain't picking nobody because I got stranger danger. I'm waiting to be picked out of the pile of other humanity. Of It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. it, and I don't, I don't think that's a problem that it works for other people. I just know me and I love 
the organic growth of it feeling like it developed in some way that I couldn't see it coming, True. which is weird as an anxious person who likes to see everything coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that probably sounds like it does. There's a, a mismatch there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, the, or, the organic growth of friendships and relationships, um, for me, and this is just my experience because I don't deal with apps in general, um, that felt stronger, you know? Because yeah. for me, there wasn't the expectation um, of this, hopefully this will turn into something. It was more like, who is that person over there, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. they said something funny and I said something. Oh, here's a common point. You know, I have had many people ask, well, what dating apps do you use? Or how do you suggest I meet somebody? I'm like, you do not want my advice because it's going to be, okay, look, I'm going to need you to start a blog, (laughs) share your innermost, ugliest, most, not even ugliest, but most personal thoughts for about eight months, go through heartbreak, be just shattered, and then find the person who makes you laugh when what you really want to do is cry. That's not a method. You can't follow me. <laughs> like, don't follow my method. That was the, you know, if you are the type of person who believes in the fates aligning or kismet or the universe or like whatever, like mm-hmm. bigger stuff out in the universe, you can't plan for that shit. And no. how an anxious person no. like me is like, but that's my preferred way to meet somebody. <laughs> I can't answer that. But I think the way you meet is less the issue. Use a dating app. Go to singles nights at your kink community. Like, go to mm-hmm. a munch purposely to go, who's out here? I, I think the way we meet is going to be personal to what works for us, and we all need to do what's right. right for us. But I think that if you go with the intent that, I just want to see if this person's a nice human being before I worry about whether I'm going yeah. to submit to or dominate them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I'm gonna think and, that's probably. And some communities, well. I know, I know Orlando, they have a coffee social. Yeah, I would go just for the coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be social. It is odd to be talking to however many people will watch the YouTube video and download the the podcast. But I don't want to be social. <laughs> I know, I know, and I will be social, and I am social. It, ha- it happens. Yeah. Um. So I think the method of how you meet people is less important than what you do once you meet them, once you make that connection. I think that knowing yourself is helpful, but I think it is also possible to know yourself too well. What do I mean by that? Mm. I do not do well talking to people I don't know, which means that if I was actively wanting a relationship, like technically, remember we said, I'm uh, you're poly in practice, I'm poly in theory. So technically, even if I wanted a secondary relationship or just wanted to meet people, if you're not willing to go where people are online or in person, it's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and I hinder my own ability to connect, to get to know people, figure out if somebody's like a good friend that I can depend on, or if it's a friendship that could build to something more. Like I don't even put myself in those positions. And I think that that is part of it. You got to actually like, take a step forward. Even if you're like me and really want something that's more organic growth, kind of, you know, it just sort of happened and you didn't have to swipe. Which way do you swipe if you say yes? Is it right? Somebody correct. This is how unknowing I am about these things. Which way do you swipe if you like them? Which way do you swipe if you don't? I'm confused. So, you know, yeah, I just think friendship is important. Um, 
let's get off of the how people meet because that's a, mm-hmm. I think one is very personal too. It can be very contentious because yeah. people have met people they really cared about and really, um, there's a word, uh, specific ways. Like they mm-hmm. went to a dating app specifically to meet somebody and I'm not, the, no shade to anybody who does that. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, I know myself really well. And oh, that's what I was thinking. I think I lost my train of thought. If you know yourself really well, sometimes you do have to, you work within it or you step out of it depending on what you need to do. Like, like I said, if I was trying to meet somebody now, I'd be screwed because I don't talk to people I don't know unless they talk to me first and I don't leave the house unless I have to. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. <laughs> you could see where that's a problem. So sometimes you do have to stretch yourself a little bit. You yeah. do have to like go where the people are. What's that song? I want to be where the people are. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, what movie is that from? I can hear it in my, somebody tell me. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so once you've, like, screw how you met him, okay? <laughs> screw how you met him, because I feel like I'm digging a fucking hole here, and I'm going to get buried in my own bullshit. <laughs> screw how you fucking met somebody. Now you've met him. If friendship is important to you, or if you are less likely to just jump in with the first person that, you know, smiles, nice, looks cute, or whatever your criteria are, um, how do you make friends with people? John Brownstone. Mm. Um, not easily. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. I mean, I I am always open to to friendships. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, I do miss. Uh, since we have moved from from Tarpon, you know, being around people that I've known, especially in the lifestyle, for many many years, and. I have reached out to people here and I have made some friends, but because of the way our life has been, it has not been easy, not anything on their part, more so on, on, on my part, because things, <laughs> I, I can't remember who said it, but the words fit perfectly, higgly piggly. <laughs> <laughs> that was from something too. For some reason, I I, I go think it's uh, something from Winnie the Pooh, but could be. Yeah, oh, I love me some Winnie the Pooh. Anyway, go ahead. But um, you know, yeah, it, it it's like I generally I I like a a routine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I am not as routine based as her, but I do like a good routine. And it's like every time lately, you know, especially over the last five six months. It's like every time I think things are smoothing out and, you know, okay, I, you know, I can count on doing this and this and then there'll be that. And no, poof, it just gets blown out of the water. And, and it's been hard to make plans and make commitments. Right. Which is how you then get to know people or right. spend time with people or exactly. make friends. Or, right. Exactly. So, you know, to, to a certain extent, I, I am somewhat of a guarded person mm-hmm. um, because of things that have happened in my past. Sure. I, I generally don't let people in, but if they do show what I perceive of a gen, as a genuine interest, I then become more open to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to... This is so unscientific. <laughs> It's going to be something different for everybody. <laughs> I've said this before, though. I'm looking for the vibe. I'm looking for, not the vibrator, y'all. Don't. 
mean, yes, but no. <laughs> when I am when I am in somebody's space and we are having mm-hmm. a conversation, and we're at a point where the conversation would be kind of easy. I I don't mean that we've been we've known each other for ages, but like you're past the hi, my name is Kayla. Hi, you're like you're just you've taken a breath, right? If I just feel good in your presence, mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to be back in that presence. Yes, I might feel yes. awkward as fuck because I don't know how to make small talk, and I just you know. Uh, but that's what I'm looking for. And mm-hmm. you can get a sense of that sometimes online. Um, you can't always trust that sense because people can claim to be anybody they want to be on the internet. Um, but in person, that's what I'm looking for. for. I want mm-hmm. that feeling. And if I don't get that yeah. feeling from somebody, I can I can honestly say, okay, you're probably a very nice human being, but you're not one of you're not my human being. So I will always be polite. I will, you know, be professional, whatever the situation may call for. But I, I'm going to gravitate towards the people who give me that this, this energy kind of exchange. Yeah. I know it's my woo. It's my little bit of woo woo, y'all. I don't have a lot. Yeah. I got yeah. a little woo woo and that is part of it. And that's what I, because if I feel that there's something I don't know, and I'm sure it's something about body language and all kinds of other like actual sciencey things. But when I feel that my guard comes down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Just a little mm-hmm. bit, just a little bit. And then I'm more willing to engage. Yeah. See, for you, in, in a way, we, Kayla and I are a little bit opposites in this. Mm-hmm. Because with you, you are very content with, the, with, you, with your online community and people. Yes, because I can turn that off when I need to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't and go see, into another me, room. <laughs> me, I, I am the, in, in that I am opposite because while I do enjoy being online and, and, and being with people online, I like the human contact, so to speak. Yeah. I, I like going to munches. I like going to functions and workshops and things like that. Yeah. And I, you know, there are certain things I like. It's funny. I don't mind being among the people. <laughs> I'm not expected mm-hmm. to make small talk. Unless I'm geared up for it. So uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but it's an example. This coming weekend is Eroticon in London. We are not going, no. clearly, as we sit here recording this. Um, and I'm going to miss that. And it is one of those times where I actually thrive and I am a little bit more talkative and I am, I'm exhausted mm-hmm. by it. I'm exhausted by it and my social anxiety can spike and things happen. But I do thrive in that situation because I know enough people and I already feel enough connection that the vibe is already good. And it's like, okay, I'm here in my community. Yeah. Stepping into new communities where let's say you are a single kinkster and you're like, I'm going to go to the local munch because that's maybe I'll meet somebody and maybe they'll be my friend and maybe, maybe that'll develop or maybe they'll point, they'll Mm -hmm. introduce me to somebody who knows what'll happen, but I'm going to go in the local community. When you go as a brand new person, if, if, if when I go as a brand new person, I can't speak for anybody else. If I don't immediately feel this really positive energy, I would be for shit at trying to meet somebody new because I not only am not feeling comfortable, like making a lot of eye contact and certainly not trying to make small talk, but just speaking up at all can be really difficult. Um, and I know there are people who have to combat that out there. And some people are able to just go anyway. And they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to put myself out there. And I think that's great. Some of us are like, can I, can I go back online? Is there like a little chat? Is somebody on Twitter I can talk to? Um, so it's not like I'm incapable of it, but I know me. When we've gone to munches, like 
the munch we go to, which we missed last month because dates are hard. Um, <laughs> we were in the middle of doing something else and I went, oh my God, I think the munch is happening right now. We're having lunch with Oops. family, yes. <laughs> um, but what makes me comfortable there at this new munch, new, I mean, because we've been going several months now, is that you were there and mm-hmm. that uh, we are friends with the person who organizes it. Right. And that's the only reason I'm comfortable. Uh, our old munch you went to for years and years and years and oh, years. Oh, yeah. I walked in with a years certain... Years before I ever met you, right. yeah. I walked in with a certain level of comfort because you were with me and because everybody... You already knew several people. They liked you. They were happy to see me. The vibe was good. But it wasn't until like the last six months to a year that we went that I finally fully relaxed because I had that vibe energy thing. Mm-hmm. So if you are a type of person who knows that it's really hard for you to be in groups of to- near total strangers or you're looking for a feeling, I think that's valid. It does mean it's going to be harder to meet somebody if you're trying to meet in person, yeah. uh, to get to know somebody, to see if the friendship develops, to see to see what might happen. Um, this is an unsatisfying view, but I do think if you're capable of it, if, this, if other methods have not been working for you, if you're stressed out about trying to meet somebody because you... Sometimes just going to these things with no expectations, like legitimately no expectations, not that thing that I do, which is I don't have any expectations. However, if this happened, I would be really happy, but I'm not going to think about how mm-hmm. I would really like it to go this way because I have, like where you lie to yourself about how you have no expectations. You know, I think if you are the type of person who can kind of do that and go, you know what, I'm just going to go and see what happens. If nothing happens, then n- nothing lost. Yeah. If, some, if I'm, meet somebody I want to have coffee with or it's just a cool person to hang out with. Maybe I connect with them on FetLife. Great. that We'll call that a win. But I'm going for another reason. I'm going to the club for a workshop. I'm going to the yeah. munch because I like that restaurant and I want to see who's out there. Or, you know, it's, it's those moments when we apply extra pressure on ourselves that these things that are, might already be difficult. Making friends, somebody said it in the live chat, making friends over 30, when you're over 30 is very difficult. Yeah. Um, I would say even younger than that, but at any point that you are away from maybe school, childhood, college age, like wherever you last mate had a group of friends and you've moved off in life from that point and you're not really connected to those, old, you know, younger friends from your, your younger mm-hmm. days anymore, it's hard to make friends. Most of my friends truly have been work friends. Working for myself, thank God. Thank God you're my friend, daddy. <laughs> because my closest <laughs> friends in life have been work friends and that's how yeah. i'm i made friends i i could work in small offices and big offices and like nobody but one person and if i had my one person i was good so it is very difficult to make friends but then if we apply extra pressure to ourselves mm-hmm. that this one kink event is where i need to uh, meet somebody and i need to vibe with them and they've got to become my friend because maybe they'll become my partner or maybe they'll introduce me so like that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself and then yeah. depending on who you are i know when i do things like that i don't come in as my authentic self i don't come in relaxed i come in very very tense, very, okay, I am a little miss awkward today, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm forcing conversations that maybe I'm not giving off the vibe I want to give off or yeah. I'm not talking about the things that matter to me. And then I'm, it's just like if we could, if if there's a way for anybody who's like, but I do want to be in a relationship or I'm in between relationships and I hope to have one in the future, that if we could all just relax and let the expectations down a bit, mm-hmm. you know, even for even trying to make friends, you know, I know you love to go to those like in-person things, but if you went into every single one, like 
I am here to make a bunch of friends. First of all, that's just creepy. We've met yeah. some of those people. I think they're probably very nice people, but it's a vibe. It's like, I'm going to need you to take that enthusiasm to mm-hmm. somewhere else because this is too much for me. Um, but also it can lead to inauthentic moments yeah. too. And, and see, you know, over the years I, I have seen, because somebody mentioned, I think it was Goddess Callie, about people watching. And, and I'm a big people watcher myself. I Back in the day, I used to love going to Star- Starbucks with a book, get a coffee, and I would just sit there for hours and people watch. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, not to say there's anything wrong with this. I have known people over the years who have huge, huge groups of friends. Mm-hmm. Are, are, do you mean people who are extroverts and that's why they have huge groups of friends? Or just, yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they're extroverts. They're, they're very, you know... They the, thrive the, on being the, around people. The, the That's where they draw butter, their energy. The social butterfly, and, and they draw that en- their energy from that, and, and they love being around a lot of people. Um, me, I have, while I do enjoy, don't mind being around a lot of people to a certain extent, um, ever since I was young, I, I have always felt I would rather have just a few quality friends. Yeah. Than, than a huge social circle. Yeah, no, same. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and neither one is right, neither one is wrong. They, you know, it, it all depends on, on the person. It does, and it depends on where that person is at that moment, mm-hmm. at that day. You know, I think that's another reason to sort of just let your expectations relax if you're out there trying to meet somebody because it's like, wait, mm-hmm. you might come across this person the first time you meet and they're maybe they're having a rough day. Maybe they're like not, they're just not feeling it. They're there for different reasons. And then you might come across them six months later and it's a completely different yeah. energy and it's like meeting a new person. Right. Now, go ahead. And Pamela makes a good point about, you know, some people are just shy. Oh yeah. You know, which so is sometimes it, it's a matter, you know, you have to, you have to reach out to them. and Right. And just for anybody who's maybe not, doesn't think about these things, <clears throat> to the extent that I sometimes do, um, shy and introvert are not automatically the same thing. No. Shy and anxious aren't always the same thing. They tend to mm-hmm. they tend to run together, but they're not automatically the same thing. Um, and so, yeah, I I think that if we we discussed this in the episode where we were talking about entering a new community, if you are the one in the group at the munch at the workshop in the place, and you are very comfortable there because you've been because you know lots of people and you're not you don't you no longer have that oh my god i'm i'm an awkward person kind of feeling i think it's on you if you were in that position and i would do this myself Mm -hmm. to reach out to the the new person who's shy or who's really quiet you know and then respect their distance if what they want to do is just observe um but so okay so we've we've we're lowering our expectations if you if any of this like resonates with you you're gonna try and go out and when you get to know somebody maybe you'll start as friends before you worry too much about all the other stuff Mm -hmm. okay so now you're in the relationship yeah and we talked a little bit about us but what do you think from your perspective in our relationship or past relationships is the benefit of us of our friendship being the core of our relationship and and we built from the friendship yeah i i think in I, I think overall it has made us stronger mm. as a couple, as a a, a DS couple. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it makes us stronger in our power exchange mm-hmm. because we we have that underlying foundation. And, and I, this is this is a, a opinion, not a, a, a thing, but I believe that makes us stronger. I would say that. I would say. Now I'm going to speak from a very submissive perspective, and I'm only speaking as one submissive. Y'all, there are many ways to do this. Um, I find that. Because we were friends first, mm-hmm. I'm not intimidated by you in a way that could be unhealthy. So mm. when you go all domly dom on me and give me the look and the voice <laughs> and even the sadistic gleeful laugh, when I say intimidated, I mean, oh shit, this is going to be both really good and also can I fucking handle this? What the fuck is he about to do? It's a, it's a sexy, kinky, consensual level of intimidation. It's the dom-sub power exchange. Mm-hmm. But because we started out as friends and we were goofy and giggly and silly together and we got to know each other as people, Yeah. at the same time we were getting to know each other as, as kingsters, but the that part the humanity was there i don't view you as if you are some otherworldly not really a man because mm-hmm. you're the domly dom you know registered trademark um person like i respect your dominance mm-hmm. i respect the control that i consent to you having i i respect that but i do not like I am also going to be the person who's like, yeah, but I know what you look like when you're going to the bathroom. So guess what? (laughs) I've seen you at your most human moment. Okay. And I think that sometimes, and this is not, I would not say this is common. I would not even say this is always bad. But sometimes when we partner up with somebody because of their title or because of how they project themselves in that specific role that we're Mm -hmm. looking for, and we miss the, okay, but where's their humanity in here? Who are they as a human? Are they somebody that I want to hang out with? Like if the, the power exchange can't happen today, do I want to be around them? No. That doesn't mean that every power exchange, that they're, you're always together all the time, even outside the power exchange. But like, I kind of look at it as, would I want to have a conversation with this person? And would I want to admit that I know them? Mm. That's sort of like, even if they were not somebody that I was going to take home to, you know, my mom or something and be like, let me, let me introduce you around. It doesn't have to be that deep. It's just, do I, do I want to even talk to you outside of this moment? Like, do I care about you as a human? Do I know you as a human? Have I seen you at like your quirkiest or your weirdest or even your lowest sometimes, depending on the nature of the relationship you're in. And that allows me on, this is one level of a million here. This is one reason out of a lot. That allows me to lovingly, with, with all due respect, mm, oh boy, when necessary, which is really rare, call you on your bullshit. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not intimidated by the D. I'm, yeah. the, the dick or the dominance, whichever but D see, you mean. You know what? But, you know, and I think that that comes from us getting to know each other as people first right. and then building the and, power exchange on top of that. And I have... You know, something that always niggled me early on coming in, in into the, the BDSM lifestyle, I was always concerned that, well, you know, that's a lot of power to have over a person. How do you not let that corrupt you? Oh, sure. You know, 
absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. And, and that was something that always resonated with me. And I like that you call me on my bullshit. Maybe not it, in the moment. <laughs> well, maybe not at the moment. But you're doing that keeps me grounded. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because when you have the the type of power that you have over a person, it, it is way too easy to let that get to you. Oh, absolutely. And some people absolutely do. We've yeah. certainly seen that. But you calling me on it keeps me grounded. And for me, the, the comfort level I had is because long before, I mean... It was one of those things where I got to know you as a human being. Mm-hmm. I liked you. We laughed together. We giggled together. We had little moments together yes. that had nothing to do with the power exchange. And then I made the very, both of us together, made the very conscientious decision together to step into the power exchange. Right. It was not, while I knew when you and I met and I thought that you and I were, would just be friends and mm-hmm. I knew that whoever I saw after, whatever relationship I wanted to be a next would be with a dominant person. Um, at the time, I was very much a dominant man. I don't, if I was doing it today, I don't know. Dominant is the only thing I'm sure of anymore. It's the only thing I'm sure of. Um, like, I, I knew that part, but I, I didn't have to do it that way. I didn't have to go out there no. and go, I am ready for the universe to send me a person who is dominant. Like, I didn't, I didn't have to do that. But we still did have to make the conscious decision. Yes. And... You waited for, I came to you and said, hey, could we, could you help me here? With this. Like our first touch of DS was uh, one thing. It was Mm -hmm. um, uh, me getting healthy, weight loss, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Um, We have since learned that we cannot do weight loss and health in our power exchange because we (laughs) enable each other so fucking bad. But at the time I was like, okay, I want to do these things and I know I need somebody to hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. I trust you. We are friends. This is not romantic. This is not sexual. I'm not even getting off. I just need some help. And I can only come to you for that because you were my friend. You know, and I and we had a rapport where I wasn't sure you were going to say yes. I was actually kind of scared he was going to say no, but I felt a comfort level because I we had already talked about all kinds of other things. So here I'll ask, and if you had said no, it wouldn't have killed our friendship. I wouldn't have, you know, it would have been like a oh okay because that is kind of the nature of friendships. You can ask Mm -hmm. for stuff, but you kind of go okay if they can't give it to you, Um, and yet. So I always appreciated, I always thought it was strange knowing who I am in relationships that I came to you first. Yeah. But I think that you even said at one point, because we've talked about our origin story multiple times now, um, that you would have let me. You want you you would not have approached something like that with me. You were waiting for me to mm-hmm. make a move. Now, here's the other thing that, that is a kinky rom-com kind of situation. He was into me. He was totally into me. Yeah. I was over there in denial, and so he... But see, that's... Like, well, you, see, that's you treasured how, our friendship, though. Like, you could have pressured me and been all like, hey, yeah. hey, and you didn't do that. No, I didn't, because I knew if I did... I'd have bolted y'all you, you'd out have been, the door. You, you'd have run for the hills, never be seen again. <laughs> or it would have taken another six months, because you would have had to, like... You'd have had to do, like, a feral cat and, like, put out some tuna. Yeah. And then walk away. <laughs> and like every week or so, you could get like a little bit closer with the tuna. Yeah. That is what would have had to happen to get yeah. me back if you yeah. had made your intentions known mm-hmm. too early. But that mm-hmm. was a very specific situation of heartbreak and 
socially awkward right. human being over yeah. here. Um, but yeah, so I could not have come to you and said, hey, can we try this? If that level of friendship had not been there. Right. Because it gave me a comfort level. For me, I had well, to know that even if you said no, you saying no would not have been a rejection of me and our friendship. It just would have been, a, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And I was okay with that. I understood mm-hmm. that. And yet, if we had not done that, but we see, probably wouldn't be here. Part of the, the part of that, the way I see it, through our friendship, our friendship built the trust that allowed you to right. And then once that. we got the taste of oh wait, power exchange together, it was a little bit of a snowball. Yeah, from there. it was because it there, just sort of yeah. grew and grew and grew. Even yeah. as I was in denial about my feelings. <laughs> I mean, I think it, I think I was still in denial about my feelings when we were having phone sex. Like we were having yeah. regular phone sex, and I was still like, nope, nope. This is this is temporary. This isn't real. And what's weird is I never had the, oh, I'm going to leave you. I was waiting for you to figure out that yeah. I was a hot fucking mess and get the hell away. That's I just waited and waited and waited. I waited You're for rejection. You're still a hot so freaking mess and I'm still I know, here. I know. What is wrong with you? <laughs> we I know, know what's that, wrong with me. I've been diagnosed. Well, I was going to say that the, <laughs> not a damn thing. And, and that was through a... Uh, Certified medical... The the therapist said, you're fine. You're fine. (laughs) That must be nice. One session with me, he's like, I don't need to see you anymore. What's it like to be mentally healthy? Like, I just just don't understand. So, I... And I think that's the thing. You don't know where friendship's going to take you. You don't know what the end result's going to be. The end result could be that you're just friends forever and you have somebody that you trust and you can Mm -hmm. talk to and you can bounce ideas off of and you can go, hey, I'm interested in that person over there. Can I get your take on? Like, you don't know where friendship's going to take you. But also it could be the thing you need to feel comfortable with somebody enough to go, hey, I really want to try this. Would you like to try this with me? And... Truly, if I hadn't come to him and like, I am a hot mess, but I really want to eat more healthily. Can you help me? We might not have gotten to this point because it's quite frankly, you are the most patient human being on the fucking planet, except in the house buying process. I can't wait to tell you about that. Um, <laughs> and I really think if I had not come to you, you, we would still, you'd still be waiting on my ass to go, hey, could you dominate me a little bit? I'm patient wolf. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, yeah. but I think you'd. St- I think you would have. I don't know how long you would have waited. I don't know. I don't think anybody waits forever, but maybe they do. Unrequited love. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of a tragedy yeah. in unrequited love. There's also my cynical, like Scorpio bitch side, just rolls her eyes and is like, go find somebody who's into you. God damn it. Because <laughs> I'm a romantic. See, here's what. I, here's here's the thing that I was waiting for. Such a in, in many, many of my, my past, um, I declined to really use the word relationships, but um, relationship interests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have always viewed myself as the catalyst for the other person meeting their... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? So I was just waiting for that to happen. Well, I'm really glad you tried to bring me down to earth about how <laughs> another dominant probably would not like my best friend being a dominant because that's yeah. what put the fight in me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is my friend. Well, this is one of my best friends. Fuck you, that you, shit. You know, I mean, it's it's funny. I think about that now. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized that at that time, I was seeing that through very myopic Oh, sure, lens. sure, sure. Because we've, um, we've both learned and grown since then. It I mean, have to you know, se- several things at that time. 
one, I was viewing things through primarily high protocol, yeah, which is what I was most familiar with and had been mostly exposed to in the community, right? And a very um, monogamous lens, yes, and and yeah, um, having no clue or any understanding at all of of poly. And yeah. and like I think what you said was really the key there. You only you only knew I mean you knew a lot about BDSM at that point and kink, but your view was very much of the community you knew. Yes. And if that was sort of the accepted norm in the community it, it, coming online for all the problems there are of kink online mm -hmm. and there are problems. The fact that you you can expand your viewpoint of what it means to be kinky, what it means to interact as a kinky person. I mean, good lord I I think I have a healthy mix of Dom and Sub and, and people that I would consider maybe not my best closest friends, but my my friend group in the kink world. And it, it would never occur to you to stop me from being friends hmm. with a, a, a dominant person. Right. And we've had conversations about if I ever stop being poly in theory, um, we know I got to be topped. I, I, right. I got to be topped. Yeah. So it, it's like you went, yeah, okay, that's what you that's what you're going to need fine like but it was it was coming out of the one very narrow view that you had yeah. and i didn't have yeah. i didn't know anything at that point so you know i took it as gospel and, and then we came online and we're like and oh, you you know really i have no problem with that i mean you know if you were we've to had meet some, conversations yeah we, we've had the conversation even the first year you went you went to london i'm like you know if something comes up i know have fun and i tell you every time every time both of us go away without the other which is really rare okay um one the the one staying behind goes have a good time whatever comes up my only rule and we've talked about this before my only rule is just i need to know i don't want to find out like as an afterthought sure. like i gotta know what's going on it's a comfort thing but in general yeah you sent me off to london and been like hey if the opportunity arises have a good time and i'm like mm -hmm. this is nice you know? <laughs> but i'm also socially awkward the opportunity never arises mm -hmm. quite frankly the only way an opportunity <laughs> would occur is my daddy would have to like plan it out have a conversation, tell me about it six months in advance. <laughs> We'd have to have a weekly meeting for the next three or four months. Like, it's a, I'm a hot mess and I know it. Uh, I know it. So there's a lot to be said yes. about starting out as friends first mm -hmm. in your DS relationship, looking to make friends, why it might be a good idea, why it might not be, why you don't need that. And I, I think that ultimately what matters is healthy power exchanges that build you up don't tear you down in, in a, right like i know there's like a kinky element to being torn down but like in that that negative unhealthy not good for you kind of way mm -hmm. torn down. and however that comes about as long as everybody's consenting and you're communicating and you know it's fine um i know that my preference is i i want to be able to laugh and joke and be silly and trust on a human level mm -hmm. the person i'm engaging yeah. with um does that mean i'm incapable of casual hookups one night stands you know one-off play no but the f couple of people that have been in allowed into our play i hung out with them before i had a rapport with them i thought they were okay human beings that i would call maybe not my best friend maybe not my closest friend they're not the one i'm calling in a crisis but i would sit next to them at the munch and hang out with them and shoot the shit and that level of friendship Mm -hmm. so and that's how i was able to be like yeah yeah they can come into this scene and we can have a good time 
So I think the thing is about friendship is for many of us, if not all of us, but definitely many of us, it's a patience thing. I hate that word too, y'all, okay? I've <laughs> been using it a lot lately. I don't like that fucking word. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's a patience thing. It's a give it time. It's a try. Don't rush something just because you have this, this timetable in your head of when something is supposed to happen. Most of the things that went wrong in my life on some level was because I was trying to rush it to make it happen mm. when it wasn't ready to happen right and i think if we just everybody takes a deep breath and just goes you know what we'll just lower our expectation not of other people but our expectations what we think is the outcome is going to be and get to know people and see if we just like them as a human being Mm -hmm. i just i don't think that that is a controversial opinion to say you know what i think you should respect the other human person as a human being first um, and then if you are into it, go that step further and actually like them as a human being, um, and want and enjoy being in their company on some level. I, I think that ultimately, even if a relationship doesn't last, I think it, while the relationship exists, it makes it a better relationship. That would be my opinion. That's what I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. We got a bonus section cause we got so much yes, lots to shit talk about. to talk about. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. so that being said, we good, baby girl? Uh, as good as we'll probably ever be. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. You ready? Uh, I don't know. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. And we'll see you next week. Daddy. Daddy. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? <sighs> You have been waiting to talk to the crickets. I have been waiting. I was having a really low week last week, and I was really sad that one of the things we had to sacrifice was being able to talk to the crickets. I know. (laughs) So, yes, you may talk to the crickets without further ado. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. I do need to stretch my legs a second. Okay, let's see. I'm looking at the live stream chat, y'all. Ignixia is um, sharing, like, she's dropping some wisdom here. I hope we get to go to, uh, both get to go to the conference this weekend. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about in this bonus section, Mm -hmm. but you are here for the bonus section. What is our emoji of the week going to be? You know what I want it to be? And if we've already used it, I don't care. These are going to repeat anyway. I just want it to be a purple heart. Ah. Purple heart is like the one I always use. If you are ever trying to figure out who who from the Loving BDSM account is talking to me, if there's a purple heart, y'all, it's me. If I forget to sign. Um, because I, I want us to spread a little bit of love this week. I legit missed y'all last week. Uh, if you were watching or listening later, there was a week we skipped. <laughs> Time is funny that way. Um, and there were a lot of things that went down that why yeah. we needed to skip. Um, I, we did get to talk to Proud Crickets on Patreon through our live Q&A. And that was amazing. And that was like the balm to my soul. Yeah. And, but and even was, that wasn't all that it, great. It, no, because we had tech issues. Yeah. But like, I just, y'all are a space and a community. I just really desperately wanted to be in last week and we couldn't because life got wild so we'll do a rundown we'll try not to go too deep into Mm -hmm. it so uh real quick we are going to mention illness and death but we're not going to go into details but if you need to skip just skip real quick last week sucked and (laughs) reader's digest version um (laughs) you got a call from a frantic sibling thought your dad had had a stroke yes he did not. We don't know what happened, but he did not have a stroke. Right. So you basically drove only a couple hours, thankfully, but mm-hmm. drove down there to check check him at the hospital and ended up coming back that night. We thought he would stay the night. 
So that was a long day. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I was forgetting how dates work and had missed our own lunch. And I was sitting at the lunch at the restaurant table with my aunt and uncle. Found out that my great aunt had uh, died that day. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother apparently forgot to call me and tell me. So I'm like be bopping along. I was not close to her. Um, she was my grandmother's uh, younger sister. Um, but my memories of her are tied very closely to my grandmother. And I do have very strong, clear memories of this particular great aunt. And it's sad. And her husband, who had been her caretaker for many years through dementia and cancer and all kinds of stuff, um, he's now sort of lost and alone and doesn't mm. quite, it's sort of obvious he doesn't quite know what to yeah. do. So then there were plans of, oh, is Kayla going to go to this funeral? And it was in South Carolina, this funeral for this great aunt who's died. No, I have to stay at home because I don't know what's going on with JB's dad, who maybe he had a stroke. Like it was, it was a lot. Yeah. And then something else was going on at the same time that was related. Oh, oh, oh. I have a family member who is supposed to be having a biopsy, if, I think this week, um, which to check for, I can't remember which cancer. I think it's oh, prostate cancer. Mm, yes. I think it's prostate cancer. Yeah. Which we have, we have, uh, the cancer is an issue in, in my family in general. And we have recent, not great memories about it on yeah. your side of the family. It's mm-hmm. like a lot. Then at the same time. I'm not going into any details because this isn't the place and I'm not doing it. But at the same time, there was drama in my little sex blogging world. And I was like, what the fuck has happened around here? Mercury, and I just Mercury and retrograde. I just wanted to be with y'all <laughs> so bad. And then, of course, there was client work and we were dealing with yeah. our pre-approval on the mortgage, which that has been an, the whole house thing is an exercise on patience. And it was just a lot. And I looked at the schedule and I was behind on work and had deadlines and you might have been gone and mm-hmm. funeral. And there was, and yeah. I, and my, oh, and my mom came to town for three days because they went to a funeral. And I was like, something has to give. And I can't tell my deadlines because I like money that they are the things that have to give. And so even though it was genuinely painful to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, we can't live stream. There's no way I can, we can do this. So that is why we were not here last week. <laughs> We are fine. Um, yeah. Your dad is getting, he usually is up north. He was down here. That's the only reason you could go mm-hmm. to the uh, hospital. He is right. getting himself back up north, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a whole mess. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole thing. And um, I was concerned about his health. Um, at this point, we know it is not anything major. Not sure what happened. My theory is that because of other things that have happened in his life, it was an anxiety attack. Yeah. Um, that's an, an un um, medical educated <laughs> guess on my part, but um, you know that that's my thought on it at this point. So he's um, you know working on getting back to New York and um, you know there are other family issues going on where I had to say um, not my circus not my monkeys yes that's <laughs> a good phrase to have in your arsenal by the way yeah so um, you know yeah I had, had kind of been been moving through that um, you know that's that's done well not done but you know, trying to uh, move past that now, that 
took a rather emotional toll on me for a while there. Yeah, last week I, fe- I just felt like the inside of my head was buzzing all yeah. week. Like I just, nothing made sense mm-hmm. and I was on edge and you were on edge and nobody slept. And, uh. So, yeah. that all happened. Mm-hmm. And now, let's move to the good stuff. Yeah. Because we got good stuff. We got, it was like last week was like this blip in life that where you go, well, what the fuck happened here? Because this week dawned as a much better week. So last week, in the middle of all that in- wildness, we did go view some homes. Right. And I was really upset because the first house we looked at, the inside was perfect. It was perfect. The kitchen was amazing. It was beautiful. The oh. last house of that particular day, um, the seller or their realtor, I don't know which, and that's no shade to realtors because actually I've done uh, whatever. They priced the house like it was a beautiful, amazing house. And we walked in and there were no floors I yeah. mean, it was concrete, y'all. Bare concrete. Full price. They wanted like a real price. I'm like, no, no. Mm. There's $10,000 worth of work to do in this house. What are you doing? Yeah. So I was, mad. I was insulted. So we were very, and we were in the middle of the stress. So we were a little bit like, mm-hmm. oh. This week, Monday, yeah. we went and saw a couple of houses. Mm-hmm. And we put in an offer on one. Yeah. And it was countered. And we accepted the counter offer. And we're now barreling towards being homeowners again. Yes. Oh my God, y'all. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. I know I sound like I'm dying. I'm not. It's so good. Oh my gosh. It, it is. I, you know. <sighs> it's um, what we needed after last week. It's like, yeah. oh, there's light again. So so things are, are, are moving forward in that in that aspect for us. The um, office is going to be amazing. The, the house has a a large Florida room. Massive. It's like two fl- rooms, really. Two, almost two rooms together. It is um, already got AC ducts in there. Yep. So Might it even will... Might use natural lighting sometimes. Yeah. Um, it, it is going to be the perfect place for our office and also for... Doing our recording we're gonna have like a little streams. section that's nothing but recording, y'all. Like it's yeah. just gonna be there, and we're just gonna go sit when it's time to record something. So my 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 um days of of uh, being gaffer, you know, yeah, several know, hours know, know, beforehand, um, will be limited because we will have enough space that we can keep most of, the, if not everything. Uh, set up and ready to record at a moment's notice, which I will just love. We, oh my gosh. So, and, 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 house is a split floor plan if you're not yes. aware of what that is. And that's cool if you don't. It's fine. Master bedroom on one side, all the other bedrooms on the other side. And like living room, dining room, kitchen in the middle. Yeah. It is that. And we didn't test it. We went, it's kind of empty anyway, so you can't really test it. But mm-hmm. it sounded to me like the, the, the acoustics were good. We can kinky fuckery ourselves to our heart's content yes without a child going what's going on in there or mm-hmm. i can hear you i know you're talking about me and you're i can hear you exactly yes <sighs> yes yes now <laughs> now, now si- silent wing asked about the workshop i know now um we've had to make a couple concessions with this mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Originally, you know, you, you, everybody has dreams. You dream things. You we know. dreamt big. We we dreamt big, and and you know, my dream was, um, to go in and and you know, as soon as we close, start putting up a workshop. Yeah, like um, I mean, literally before you even moved in, we were yeah. gonna organize getting a workshop. Right. Up. Um, that is not gonna happen immediately. No. Um, 
on on the plus side, the house does have a two car garage. Yeah. Um, what will be nice is there is already a existing um, storage shed. storage shed mm -hmm. in the backyard. So most of the storage stuff from the garage, yard stuff, all that that kind of stuff, can be put in the um, um, little storage little storage shed. shed. You'll have more space in the and, garage. And I will have more space in the garage. And we have, uh, we think, it might not be as aggressive as we want it to be, but we have a plan to save for the workshop. So six months to a year max. Mm-hmm. You slide that bad boy in. Yeah. Pay, you know, paid mm -hmm. for, don't have to like worry yeah. about it. And just, and yeah. Now, I, I know there is some electric in the garage at this point. Um, short term, I may have to have an outlet or two added in. Uh, should be able to, you know, have somebody do that relatively mm -hmm. easily because the the uh, breaker box is right there in the garage. Yeah. So would be easy enough for someone to come in and add a circuit. So you know, yes, which which is kind of nice in one sense because I will be able to just kind of pick up and move. And you'll be able to do that on your own time, like exactly. right now. I mean, once we. So we have the home inspection next week. Yes. Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully nothing wild is found there. You, right. That's that's the unknown at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the next hurdle to get through. Right. Um, there are things on the inside that have that we will have done before we move in, just because it'll be easier with an empty house, like changing yeah. out the carpets in the bedrooms and repainting the walls and we are now i will say it is funny because one of the things we talked about prior to house hunting is that uh wallpaper is a hard limit it is but clearly we <laughs> but, are gluttons for punishment yeah um there is some wallpaper in the house but um we have uh both agreed we are going to see about having it professionally removed we had hoped to have the house painted yeah we thought we were gonna have more money after our closing costs than we really are and we yeah. we have clearly dreamt big is what i'm saying yeah but, um but we so we're yeah minimum we'll have the wallpaper taken off professionally because last time we did it um there was a lot of cussing there were gouges in the wall we were unhappy people to at least get yeah. it, somebody else to take it off and know how to patch up a wall if necessary i'd rather that i would pay for i don't mind painting a wall myself that's fine but we were looking at, we did a search for painters in the area so we can kind of see who's yes. out there. And we found the best company name ever. <laughs> I have questions, but it's inappropriate to ask those mm -hmm. questions. The name of this company is 50 Shades of Color. I'm like, do you just have a good sense of humor? And or. Yeah. Do you, yeah. are you, do you, are we? I need to know. Not, we never even call them. They might not be the right. But the company name giving me life. Yeah, right. Love that. Yeah. For the company name alone, I'd be so. tempted to hire them. But yeah, so like last week, shit, 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 shit. This week, the yeah. sun is shining again. Um, Good, good things. Still mm -hmm. hectic. Uh, neither of us is sleeping well. No. <laughs> neither of us. We are both on edge. I was told in no uncertain terms to stop all that fucking teasing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what's... See, I, I, I think... Here's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Me, under stress, I tend to get a little testy. Oh, for sure. Okay. You, under stress, get sassy. 
It depends on the stress. Depends yeah. on the stress. Last week, there was no sass. Last week was, no. But this no. week, no. Because it's a... It's a different... It's a different kind of stress. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I've got to joke my way through this. Right. Like, I need to crack a joke. I need to be sarcastic. I need to cut the tension. And you were like... No, I'm just here to live with my fucking tension. Stop teasing me. <laughs> fine. I just won't tease you. I'll just say it all in my head where you can't see. <laughs> ah. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be an office. And um, yeah. on the we talked about this last year. And we're like, oh, well, maybe when we buy a house, we'll do a house tour. And got good advice of don't do that. Privacy issues. But there will be an office tour when the yeah. day comes i'm already like like we have to paint that room it's a bright ass fucking yellow that's too fucking cheery and chipper for me i need a different color somebody asked in the live stream trying to paint it purple probably not um but i'm thinking i'd love to create a backdrop for our videos that's purple but i don't know we'll see um but yeah, like I'm already mapping out, okay, what do we need? What do we already have? How are we going to move this stuff around? Mm -hmm. The fact that we're going to have a living room that gets to be a living room and not also an office. I mean, from living in the condo to living in this rental and when we lived in the apartment before that, the living room and was always also the office because yes. there's always a desk in there. And now we're going to have a space. And, and, and you know, Son of the Wings, it. is it stress or anticipation? I, I think there there is a good portion of anticipation there. Yes. Because... You know, going from the condo to here, we knew it was just a temporary situation. Mm -hmm. And we have made do with a lot of things. And I think now that knowing, you know, very shortly there could be an end in sight. And it, it's like we can, um, you know, finally... Mm -hmm. move forward with with things this has been dealing thinking about planning for executing all of these this major goal of moving to this city owning a house has been two years in the making yeah and it's kind of it's kind of strange that we're getting closer to the end point of that mm -hmm. And so there's a part of me that's a little bit like, okay, come on, come on, let's get there, let's get there. And now there's also a part of me that's kind of zen about it. Like, okay, we're this close. We just have to let it progress and it'll be fine. Um, but every once in a while when I like take a breath, <laughs> I'm like, what are, what's going to consume us when this is done? Like, wh what will we focus on when this is done? I can't imagine. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's just, it was, it's such a relief to be in this place where we're at right now. We did a lot of debating and is this really the house and we feel really good about it. So yeah. we're going to go with it. So there's, yeah, so that's mm -hmm. happening. And then, or do you have more you want to say about the house? Just, just, you know, one of the things, you know, like Kayla mentioned earlier, we had some, uh, technical problems over the weekend with the, uh, Patreon Q and A. And um, one of the things we um, want to look into when we get into the to the house is to, you know, we have kids, they have devices, they have lots of devices. And one of the things we want to look into is having a, a dedicated um, web line, internet, internet line, internet, internet connection. connection. Strictly for us for work. 
Yeah, so when we're live streaming or we're doing whatever, we're not competing with we, the we Xbox not... and the laptop and the phones. And the... Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that, that's something that we are looking into. Yes. Yeah, so, we'll be looking into. Right, so yeah. And, and there's a very good chance that either live streams or both live streams and podcasts, I don't know, might have to take a break for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Once, because they gave us a lot of time for closing um which is good but we might not need it unless there's a problem because we've already done all of our stuff with the bank the mortgage guy's like wow you gave us all your stuff already i'm like yeah because i want to fucking buy a house um (laughs) and every time like the realtor calls with something we're like on it yep we don't delay um paid the escrow the title company the escrow thing today i was like oh okay here take my money it's fine this is fine (laughs) um so we're like trying to be on top of stuff so it might move faster but then there's the time period of getting the house ready and then there's the move in and so if we are sporadic just know that's why um but we're trying to plan it out so we can like actually map it out then on top of all of that next weekend March 20th through 22nd. Yes. One of us is definitely going to Atlanta and one mm-hmm. of us has to confirm with the childcare situation. And if that is confirmed, we'll definitely be going to Atlanta. Um, one or both of us will be in Atlanta at a, a kink leadership conference yeah. next weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. LLC. So that is happening too. Because, yeah. <laughs> cause, you know, why? who needs a quiet weekend at home when you can... Yeah. Go I've, been, to a, I've been home for two weekends in a row. Oh, we almost had an issue with that. He went, <laughs> was it three weekends in a row? Pretty much, Three yeah. weekends in a row, he was off jetting. I was home not. And it came to the fourth weekend, and he was like, well, actually, I got invited to, and I just looked at him. I didn't really say anything. You're the, the daddy dom. I'm the submissive. Yeah. But I did look at him. Like, oh, oh, for the fourth weekend, you're going to go, and I'll stay here? That sounds lovely. Because it wasn't something either I wanted to go to or that I could go to. It was a childcare mm-hmm. thing. It was there. It wasn't like I was just ignoring all these opportunities to go out and be social. It was like I literally could not go. Yeah. And fourthly, uh, he stayed home. Yeah. No, I was kind of road weary by that time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you know, uh, hi. I like uh, I like being with you. Mm-hmm. Will you come be with me. <laughs> yeah. In in the most submissive way possible. Clearly. <laughs> It, it didn't take much arm twisting. I, I was kind of ready to be uh, close to home by that point anyway myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I think that's a lot. That's, yeah. That's plenty. It is. Um, One last pitch, if you have been on the fence about the Patreon thing. Try not to make it, like, talk about it too much and annoy everybody. But Saturday we are doing a makeup live Q&A. Correct. Middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Make all the children get off all their all the devices stuff. so the internet works. Um, so patreon.com slash mm-hmm. Um But otherwise, I think for now, like I said, it might be a little sporadic over the next several weeks, but we're going to try and be consistent. Um, so we're back mm-hmm. until we're not. Yeah. And at some point we will need to take like a vacation. Yeah. Because... Christmas was the last break we had. New Year's, yeah, the Christmas, end of the year. Christmas, New Year's, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll probably need yeah. a little bit of a break in the. Well, we next you know just anyway. just just kind of to prepare y'all. You know, most likely when we move, that'll um, probably be our break. That that'll be a, a little bit of a break for us because we need to you know take everything down here and 
but get it moved over. It'll be fine. It'll yep, be fine. It will. it will. So we love you guys. Thank you for yep. being here with us. Thank you for listening. Thank as you for always. being a uh, cricket. Mm-hmm. Purple heart is our emoji of the week. Because, yep. oh, my heart. I missed y'all so much last week. It's yeah. not even funny. Um, and we love you guys. And thank you. And we will see you next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.